but it's yeah, it's from Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Who's is Gandalf the main one? Yeah, Gandalf's the main one. Is he the old man? Yeah. He has the one with the beard, right? Yeah. Actually, I was gonna say all of those. Like, I th- I think I'm thinking of the Harry Potter looks like guy. Jesus. Who's the guy in Harry Potter? Dumbledore. He also has a white beard. See, I think they're the same I person. I get confused too. I think that Dumbledore and Gandalf are the same person. Absolutely not. I'm probably offending everyone. Probably. <laughs> I don't fucking know, man. They look the exact same to me. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the sesh. I am Kendall. And I'm Janelle, and we have our coloring books with us today, people. Yes. It is one of those beautiful episodes where we have to get our coloring yep. books. So you know we, what that means. We call this a therapy sesh and we are due for it. And yes, I feel like we are. many of you seem, especially from the comments last week, seem to be going through a lot as well. I know a lot of you believe that's due to Mercury retrograde and all the other planets mm-hmm. in retrograde. I know some of you do not believe in that whatsoever. whatsoever. And that's fine. Either way, it seems like a lot of people are going through it lately. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like every single episode we've done through Mercury Retrograde, we get on here and we talk about how bad the last week has been. (laughs) And every week it just gets worse. Yeah, it literally gets worse. It just gets worse. The next episode, Mercury Retrograde will have ended. Yeah, we'll promise we'll have some fun. But today, like we felt it would be best for us and probably for some of you guys out there to just have a really a deep talk and just open up about our feelings and we're all going through a lot of personal things right now. I know we've been talking mostly about how retrograde has affected our work and our business, which it literally has every day. Everything we've tried to do, but like work wise is being affected. Yeah. It's been really frustrating, especially because Janelle and I have been working super hard on the Gabby Petito Ooh, case and yes. it has been very draining. We've also been working on the Jelani day case, which if you've not heard of that, please look it up. It's, just terrifying yeah, it's and really like trigger warning it's it is it's it horrible is, yeah it's horrible. and we're eventually going to cover that too it's just been it's been so hard to get information to come out it's really shockingly different than how it's how gabby's case is being treated mm-hmm. um but it's the two both of those cases have been so disturbing just mentally yeah and obviously we love what we do and we want to give people information and help raise awareness and whatever yeah. we can but we'd be lying if we said that sometimes these cases don't take a toll on us mentally. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting because I feel like for me personally, I've had to try really hard to when I started working for you to like not obsess over these Mm -hmm. like stories to the point where like it's all I can think about because unfortunately with my anxiety, I have it's very easy for me to spiral or for me -hmm. to get triggered by like one thing and then I'm thinking about the next me too. Week and I somehow like apply it to my life, or I'm all of a sudden scared that because I'm educated about it, some kind of it's going to happen to me. Like just it's mm-hmm. it sucks, and so I've tried really hard to like not allow that because it's just going to like ruin like that would just like ruin things for me. Yeah. Like if I wasn't able to like deal and we with have it. goals, we have you know we just were able to make the largest donation we've ever made yes. from our company. We made a donation to the Gabby Petito Foundation today for fifty thousand dollars. Unbelievable! And that was due to our whole team's hard work. Carly too has spent time working on editing body cam footage down, and it's been mentally draining on all of us. But it's so rewarding in the end to be able to do this. Absolutely, and and so worth it. But yeah, it definitely can take a toll mentally. And I always know when I've gotten too into a case, when I start dreaming about it, I've had so many dreams about um, Jelani and Gabby and just like scary dreams in general. So it's just Mm. been a lot mentally. And then getting it uploaded was so much work because it's so different for us covering a case where 
information is breaking because yeah. we have to work quickly. Yeah. We, we don't have a full week to edit the video like normally I'll Which film Kendall's, and then we I have, mean, you guys know her yeah. videos are like packed yes. with tons of media overlay and it's inserts. a long process a you know I've got to sit process. down and watch it sometimes I add things and it ta- it's a collaborative thing that takes a long time it takes a long time and to get it up in like a day and a half two days and they're so huge this is the longest video you've ever put out yeah. which again I'm I've I like I said I think it's my favorite video ever me too Maybe aside from the Christian Duracchio, because that was also a beautiful masterpiece. Of, yeah. I, I think it was like absolutely such beautiful. But they were both really well done. There's, I mean, your videos are great in general, but mm-hmm. this one just like really struck a chord. Well, just talking so much about their family and their foundation and what they've done has just been so moving and it's emotional. So recent. It makes you really think about it when it's mm-hmm. like, wow, this is happening in real time. You know, these, these co- press conferences that are coming out are happening in real time. These people are mm-hmm. feeling this right now and like, yeah, it changes it, it when changes. you know the family just got this information yeah. that we got, which I'm not sure exactly when they were told right. things, but yeah. Yeah, it's and it's just been a challenge that we've never faced no. covering a case as it unfolds. Yeah. You know, the last time I covered a case uh, that was super recent, like that was Chris Watts, yeah. which happened in Colorado. And I know many of you know that after that, I did one video on it and then I did one podcast Mm -hmm. and then I could not talk about it again I was so horrified by that one yeah it's really that I couldn't even follow it for a while because I was just like so so mentally disturbed by that one yeah it's really Um, so this is the first time since then that we've really covered something as it's developing and it leaves a very small amount of time for you to edit and upload because you want to make sure you have the most up-to-date information you don't want to be filming and then a week later posting but the last 24 hour, it was supposed to go up the day before and YouTube, it was just stuck processing. Just like so annoying because, yeah, like you said, and that's another reason why it's exhausting. Sorry, I'm not trying to interrupt. But like when you work all day on things and it's like all you like totally dive into it, it's a lot for your yeah. brain to watch hours and hours of body cam footage yeah. over and, and edit it over it and can over be very again triggering it's really difficult. disturbing and then you, but you have to like get up so you have no time to like process you kind of just like all right keep going keep going like mm-hmm. almost like power through it in a sense get this thing up and then we did that tried so hard to get it up on time and then youtube took a crap on us yeah and i mean what else are we going to expect during yeah. retrograde with the way laughing. everything else is oh going God. it's it, I think it processed for 15 hours for and we 15 ended up just hours. uploading oh a new version. It was yeah. unheard of. And I went to, oh my it wasn't because how long it was so either pissed. because no. our podcasts are, are longer that than long? that. Yeah. They're much bigger files. Some people were worried that maybe it was because of the content, but I, I was hearing so. from a lot of other creators that they were having issues too. So it was just bad timing. And yeah. so that was stressful, but we finally got that out today. We made our donation today. And it's and so it's, amazing. It's feel all the good energy from that is made all the stress we've been through trying to work on this and emotional stress. Yeah all worth it oh absolutely of course yeah it's amazing fifty thousand dollars is a lot of money like that's i'm really amazing yeah and i i feel so confident doing that because i just this family is unbelievable they really are they're such incredible role models Uh. and exhibiting such strength that i feel so confident that they will help other people and that there's nowhere else i'd rather put you know a donation towards and normally we do a large donation every year and i think this is a great place to make the the big one too because i know that they are going to do so much with that and that's very clear with their press conferences that they have said over and over again how important it is that all missing persons cases are treated the way that gabby's was Mm -hmm. and we all know that they're not um so and a lot of that's media that's police but 
I hope this case can be a change in some way or lead to a lot of other people being, being helped. Being helped. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's the most wonderful way they could have possibly honored Gabby's life and what she was all about. Um, yeah. Just, just an incredible family. So I, I feel very grateful that we are in a position to make a donation like that. And I, I'm excited to see where the Gabby Petito Foundation goes. I know. They're going to do amazing things. They really are. They are. And the fact they got this going so quickly. Amazing. During the hardest thing they've ever gone through. Yeah. All four of them, you know, at least from everything we can see, co-parenting so wonderfully, you yep. know, being together, getting matching tattoos. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, it really is like a beautiful example of like how humans are actually so resilient that like I would, I don't know how yes. they do it, but somehow it's time inspiring. and time again. It's so inspiring. It's amazing. Families are able to prove, people are able to prove that in the worst times in their life, they're able to like stand up and, and keep fighting. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's really amazing. They're yeah. amazing. It says a lot about who they are and who Gabby was. Yeah. That she came from these amazing people. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, that's that has been a good feel good for today after everything we've got. Yes. It's been a lot of work and a lot of stress. The donations and a huge wouldn't challenge. even go through for a while. Yeah. Josh we, was, we I couldn't know. up. Ugh, it's, yeah. We had to do the donation in several different amounts, but we did it. It's yeah. all done. It's so great. And I feel really, I'm really happy to be able to do that. It's amazing. Yeah. And I'm going to continue That's covering amazing. this. I cannot believe this guy has not been found. It's it's so unbelievable. We're, we're going on a month, or I think it was a month as of yesterday from when he officially left. I can't believe it's been a month. So, yeah, I know. Time's flying by. Jeez. But wow. yeah, yeah, we're not going to talk about true crime this whole episode. Obviously, no. this is the sesh. The sesh, baby. Yeah, we just, we really felt like opening up to you guys about some personal stuff in our lives, which I'm like eh, fairly private about a lot of things. Yeah. There's a lot of things we're, I've never shared with yeah, anyone on definitely. the internet that Same. I kind of want to open up today about vaguely, um, yep. because I think that I'm in a point right now where I could really use support from people who understand. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten that from YouTube in so many different ways that I'm kind of ready to open up about this portion of my life. Yep. Um, and this like is a very how, relatable thing. Yes, like so many. it is. It is. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I, I hope you're long where to start. <laughs> I know it's like, okay, so where do you start? I just, I hate coming out here and being a bummer. I know this, this show is fun for a lot of people. And I yeah. know I argue can see the comments now of them being like, no, no, it's fine. We like to hear you open yeah, up. We like to, we make us feel related. So mm -hmm. I know it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. I just, for some reason, I want this show to be nonstop fun. And I like feel guilty getting on Same. here upset. And I almost asked Janelle to cancel this episode. You know, I was like, I don't know if I can do it, dude. I'm like falling apart right now. I'm not yeah. doing well. And I don't know if I can get on here and be funny yeah. or no. like my spicy really self, hard. you know, I was right. just like, I'm like kind of like really drained. Yeah. I'll be fine. I'll be okay. You'll be like, okay. No one should worry about me. But yes, yeah, I mean, we all go through times like this, yeah. right? And it's sometimes it's hard to get on camera and perform mm -hmm. when you feel miserable. Crappy. Yeah, totally. I just want to be my real self today. But I think that's really valued. And you're right, because... When I watch people on YouTube open up and be like, oh, I'm sorry, this is just another vlog of me complaining or me talking about my yeah. issues or whatever. I'm always like in my head, I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, like I love hearing about, like, I'm like hearing about a friend, like I care or I'm, mm -hmm. I can relate to that or I feel less lonely when I'm sad. So it's so true. So I totally get it. You know, I don't think it's like mm -hmm. a bummer necessarily, you know, and 
that's we're real people like we're not going to be like hilarious and bouncing off the walls lighting things on fire all the time okay we can't have fires every time <laughs> kendall asked for the fire today and i was like um luckily she forgot about it before yeah <laughs> well i figured you know maybe we'll wait till after retrograde to bring the fire yeah. thing back out can we just wait to play with fire until after mercury like, i made a safe solution for it though so it's go, on a little get? metal plate great a metal plate guys you hear that that's good shit metal plate <laughs> don't oh, worry firefighter ken Lord. is gonna be here if we have any issues <laughs> <laughs> oh, Seriously, oh and side note it, it's so funny i just wanted to comment on last week's episode listening back to it there were so many details that i had straight up forgotten about or left out from oh, the really? stories originally that i wish i explained more because do you want to sure yeah i'm sure a lot of you could tell that i was um very like triggered by all of it like more than i thought i would be because it's been 10 years but yeah. for some reason talking about it all and bringing it up i realized i um I was saying like so much and that's totally my nervous go-to word when I feel like, cause I was sweating telling that story. Dude. Like I started getting like re it just started coming back to me. And there was one big part of this story that I forgot. Um, and it kind of went with our last week's discussion around body shaming. Oh, one yeah. of the big reasons that things got really bad with my roommate, Natalie was not just the popcorn bowl. It was the night of the popcorn bowl when we had a big fight. Oh, and I completely had blocked this out. It just came to me the other night. But and this was in my original YouTube video, too. So if you had listened to that, you already know about oh, this. Geez. No, yeah. but she I had gone in my room after a big fight and I slammed the door and she screamed at me. Your weight made the door slam. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. And that was at the peak of my eating disorder. And that I remember really pissed me off. And that's when I came flying out of the room, screaming at her, crying that. Oh and God. that's what really, because I was like, was it really the fucking popcorn bowl that did all of this? And no, that was the big thing was her saying that about me and me after that being like just infuriated because I didn't know how to react. It was like a total trauma response and just, yeah. Triggered you press the right button. Oh, for sure. Especially at that time. Terrible. And, um, yeah, so I think I think that's kind of where we really started hating each other. Because, yeah, listening back to it, I was like, God damn, it was really over the popcorn bowl? No, there was a lot more to that whole thing. <laughs> Just, like, build up. Yep, yep, uh, yeah, I yeah. know. Not good. No. Not so, good. yeah, that, that was kind of a lot to, like, go over mm -hmm. all that. Oh, yeah. You know? It was a lot. It really was. Like, more than I thought came up emotionally, even after 10 years. Yeah, because that was a terrible time. You were like really scared for like I was like scared, and I could tell watching it back. I got scared all over again. Like you could see, I was kind of shaky and just the way I was speaking. Yeah, so fast. Yeah, and yeah it was yeah. just a very anxious response. So yeah, sure. Like you could tell how how tough that was, and yeah, I feel a lot more calm about what I'm going to talk about today mm. because it's just something I'm so used to. Mm. Um, do we have time to get into it now or should we take a quick ad break? Um, yeah, let's think? go and take, I don't want to interrupt you after we get yeah, flowing here. So let's it's, go it's a lot and do a little ad break and we'll be back to get a little deeper. All right, let's get into things here. Let's dive in. Dive in. Which oh. by the way, we know we call this a therapy session, but this is not actual therapy. No, please do not use this therapy. As therapy. Well. It is not intended as such. And we are not using this as therapy for ourselves we Absolutely do all not. have our own therapists as well we and just we like to talk about yeah we just call it that there yeah, um because it is therapeutic for us correct uh, something about coloring and talking to my best friends 
and all of you guys, my internet best friends, mm-hmm. just really brings me comfort. It really does. Yep, absolutely. And I've been like fairly private about a lot of things in my life um, to protect me and yeah. things I wasn't ready to talk about. But when I have, there's several things I've been very open about. You know, I've talked about my eating disorder, the roommate mm-hmm. situation last mm-hmm. week. Like there's been plenty of you guys have heard. Janelle and I have opened up a ton about our side of the family, our grandparents. Yes, a lot. So this is my, Janelle is my mother's brother's daughter. Yes. So we my are dad, cousins on that side of the family. Just because people still get confused and think yeah. we're sisters. No, so yeah, totally. Or like don't understand which side, yeah. Yeah, so this is my mom's side of the family. And that side of the family is very calm. Um, <laughs> very I can't calm. think of much like... Not a whole lot. Drama or dramas. trauma that has come from that. No, not a, lo- not, not a lot going on, which is great. yeah. A lot of wonderful memories from yeah. this side of the family. Yeah, it is. I feel lucky for that. Um, on my dad's side of the family, it hasn't always been the same. Going back since before I was born, my my father is so, so important to me. I love him so very much. And he has been through a lot, a lot in his life. And it's just kind of carried on till now. Like things are getting brought up this week that are bringing up all this old trauma from my childhood, from his childhood, just really for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know how to go about explaining this. Let's see, where do I even begin? So pretty much since I was born and able to understand what was going around me, I have been around a lot of alcohol abuse and drug abuse. Sometimes not directly around it, but just aware of it and from afar affected mm-hmm. by it. And it only grew more and more so as time went on. I've been in therapy a lot for that, just dealing with things I've seen and a lot of scary moments, which I know so many out there know what that's like. Or maybe some of you who have been to Al-Anon can know what it's like to like affected by that second hand. It can be really just horrible. So luckily, um, no one in my immediate family, my, my mom, my dad or my sister have ever had an issue with drugs, but there are many members of my family on my dad's side who have been greatly. And it's, it's been something very hard because when I was growing up, I was very close with my cousins, the way that I was close with Janelle Mm -hmm. uh, for years. Even I was close with them. Yeah. You you spent time with them. Not nearly um, as much as you, but yeah. When they were children Yep, and they had a very rocky, very different life than me and just got on the the wrong track, didn't have the support that they needed. And my parents just throughout my whole childhood tried to step up and be kind of their parents too. And there was a time where they lived with us and we had been through so many different things with them. But as they got older, things just kept continuing to spiral and we slowly lost all three of my cousins. I mean, they're still here, but we've lost them. And I know some people know how that feels or what I mean by that. We have such a huge, huge opioid problem in this country. Fentanyl's out of control. My family has been affected by every, every drug under the book um, and or in the book. And we really did try. There was, like I said, there was a time where they lived with us and we tried to do rehab and we've offered endless financial support, endless emotional support. And eventually it came to a, a point years ago before my parents separated that it was like destroying our family because there was so much stress and which these family members, all of these people live 
on the East Coast, but it was still affecting us so much at our house because it was so emotionally draining for my dad trying to save his brother's kids, Mm -hmm. essentially. And to be honest, it led to my parents' divorce, I think, or was a huge, huge factor in that. Mm -hmm. And it seems like no matter what we do, we just can't get away from it. Because at some point we had to just realize that money helping them financially was only enabling them. And I know so many people out there relate to that because this this has gone on for, I'm talking 20, 30 years. It's happened since way before I was born that this type of stuff was happening. It's been something that we've kind of had to make this painful decision to kind of cut ties because it was, and it wasn't just the addiction. It was also a lot of just bad treatment and abuse from that side of the family, abuse to my grandmother. And it was it was a very emotional decision because, like I said, I loved my cousins, loved them, thought they were the coolest people in the world. Deep down, I still do. And I love my uncle. And I'm very sad that it's all turned out that way. But at some point, you have to realize that you just can't. If someone's not willing to save themselves, you can't save them. And throwing more money at this, at this situation doesn't help, right? So... um. I don't even know how to really go about saying this, but all of this has been kind of re-brought up for me. It seems like my dad and I and my sister can't really escape this sometimes because no matter what, there's always something going on. Someone's in jail or someone's in the hospital or someone wants money or someone's trying to break into my grandma's house or just, I mean, it's been just like chaos. Constant drama. Constant. And this has gone on for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of you know, um, my grandmother moved out here and and moved in with me for a little while and then moved in with my dad. And this was a huge thing for me. This is something I had wanted for years. I love my grandmother. She's like, you know, a second mother to me. She is such an important part of my life. And I've always wanted to have her here in Colorado, especially towards the end of her life to have that quality time together and, and get to spend the holidays together. So she moved here last February and I've been very excited. And um, this is something I haven't mentioned on the show, but Josh and I actually made the decision to move. We we're going to be moving early next year. Um, and part of that was so that my grandma could move in with us. We built a house so that we could build a bathroom on a main floor, a bedroom with a bathroom so that she could access the shower. She was just unfortunately diagnosed with Parkinson's a few weeks ago. So, Which is just another like, yeah. thing on top of all of this. Right. And processing. Exactly. That was extremely hard news to get um, and just depressing because I care about her so much. And when last time she stayed with me, she had a lot of tremors and it was just so hard to watch. It's so hard to watch. And I know so many of you out there have lost grandparents in many different ways and just know how hard it is to watch this person you love go through that. Or parents or siblings. Yeah. yeah just any. Mm-hmm. So my dad has a smaller house that he loves and he doesn't really want to move. So Josh and I were like, well, we'll take her. She can come live with us because Josh and I love her. And God, I'm lucky I have a good husband because he loves my grandma almost as much as I do. And he would do anything for me and for my family. And we were going to have her move in with us and take care of her um, because she's, she doesn't like the idea of assisted living. It's you know it's not what her family members have done or what my grandpa did. Mm-hmm. So she wants to be at home. There's been a lot of um, just disagreement over how we should move forward with these family members who are still contacting us, still causing problems. And we have very different ways of seeing it, you know? Um, I was going to mention, if you don't mind, that I feel like part of the reason why this move was so important, because I feel like 
to you it was like closing that chapter of like all yes. that years of drama and like yes because it was getting to the point where they were breaking into my grandma's neighborhood and harassing her this yeah. last year right and i think you being like if well if we can remove her mm-hmm. then we can close that chapter and we don't have to keep dealing with it yeah that was the goal and that is unfortunately not the reality no and i think it's like not even my place or any of our place because a mother has such a different outlook on everything absolutely so it's just it's come to the decision that she's gonna move back to florida which is really hard because i did have this whole fantasy idea of her being here and maybe being able to to meet my first child one day and get to spend this quality time with her because i don't know how much time i have left but it's become evident that the best solution for her for many reasons Mm -hmm. is to be in Florida. Um, She's on oxygen here in Colorado. That's a lot harder. We're a mile high. So uh, it's it's just much better at sea level. Plus a lot of people with different conditions, things like Parkinson's feel better in warmer climates. So it'll be better for her and she'll be able to stay with my aunt who's wonderful and cooks all the time and loves watching Hallmark. It'll be better for her in the end. It just, it's hurts and it's painful and bringing up all of this stuff, this like past trauma that it seems like we can never escape. You know, it seems like we will always have to, no matter how hard we try to distance ourselves or uh, it's just, it's something that's like been a part of my life since I can remember, you know? And I'm, I'm tired and it's, it's very triggering to even when it's something small or I see an arrest or I see a, a mug shot mm-hmm. and it's terrifying, you know, it, it haunts me. So yeah. yeah, I don't even know what else to say. It's just no. like been a really hard, hard week. I think that's, I think you said it perfectly. And I think it's also so hard because it's like one thing for you to try and like close the chapter of whatever that or that is or decide to not associate with them or whatever whatever you need to do to move on but it's another thing when someone you love so deeply has a different view or whatever it Mm -hmm. is and it's like yeah you know it's it's hard to feel like you have the right answer of what someone should do and then Mm -hmm. it's you know they're gonna live their life how they want to at the end of the day and like who are you to say like well no you should be here or like yeah but you can't, you know, and it's hard. And selfishly, I want my grandma to stay here right. because I want to have holidays with her and I want to, you know, be able to have as much time with her as I can. But if that's not going to be what's best for her and she, my grandma's super social. She has tons of friends and she misses them. She wants to go back to Florida and see them. And I get it and I can yeah. go visit. And it's just, yeah. it's a hard pill to swallow that, you know, I, I literally was designing her room and setting it all up and i was very excited for this new for 2022 and getting to live with her and uh, i don't know it was just no matter what i said i couldn't change her mind and that Mm kind of hurt but then Mm i've realized that i want her to be happy and if that's what she needs to do to be happy then that's what i want Mm -hmm. for her yeah you know absolutely but it's been hard it's like been a bitter pill to swallow and just facing reality sometimes is very difficult absolutely and that's what sucks sometimes is that like when you're out like when your fantasy and your reality don't match up it's that much harder to give it up so yeah to give it up and to come to that realization i had a completely different idea of it and like it almost it's almost like you let yourself down more mm-hmm. in a way you know what i mean yeah i like, feel you like almost guilty you can feel like of course this would happen like why did i at mm-hmm. least like i've experienced that when like big changes happen and then all of a sudden 
things yeah. change and don't go down the path you thought they were going to go down or you were seeing right. or you were planning to you almost feel like foolish or at least i've definitely felt like that in a way of like yeah. what the fuck but then i also have felt guilt for these people yeah like yes. I, what 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 more could i have done why couldn't yeah. i have done something more or me that's a totally and at the end of the day feeling. it's like you can't take that guilt that's not your guilt to to have it's like they're on their own journey and they can you know make they deserve to make those decisions and it's like selfishly i feel like as we humans we always feel like we have like the right answer for what other people should be doing or whatever but it's like at the end yeah. of the day you want to be able to you know know that the people that you love the most are where they want to be or where they're happiest or yeah especially know. like at the end of their life that's yeah. the the most the best way i can possibly respect my grandma is by respecting her wishes for mm -hmm. where she wants to spend the remainder of her life and she just found out she has parkinson's so i get it like i would probably want to be in florida too over colorado it's fucking cold here i know it's going to be the right move i'm just like i'm having a hard time letting go of the idea of i really wanted her to be here when i have a baby and have thanksgiving and christmas with her because we've never i've never got to spend a christmas with her it's frustrating that it comes back like i have so much anger towards you know fam these family members who have abused her and done horrible things to her treated her like garbage when she is such a wonderful grandma and that she still feels the the need to help them and like i can't i guess i can't even really understand what that's like since i'm not a mom right. and i don't know what that could be like and she's a cancer mom too mm -hmm. yeah it's just been hard to accept and a lot mentally to go through and it's like so on Monday, I had this really bad panic attack out of nowhere, too, because oh, I've just been so stressed out over everything that I went to the chiropractor. I left the office and we, I had a great meeting with the higher love team. And I felt really good about everything going forward. And we're going to have a great year and all these new plans. I was in a great mood. I went to the chiropractor, went in there and I have a great chiropractor who's a what's called a Gonstead chiropractor. Mm -hmm. So they're it's like a step up from a regular chiropractor and they take it very seriously and scan. So they use a scanner on me and they were like, wow, you got a lot of stress and tension up in here in this middle, middle of your back. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I've been really stressed out. So it gives me the cracks of life oh, and like I felt best. great. And he, he makes you like walk around, make sure you're good afterwards. And I was fine. Then I get in the car and it just seemed like everything hit me at once. Like suddenly I was, my blood pressure spiked. I was sweating. I felt like, this scary feeling. I don't even know what it was. I, and I felt like I wasn't even thinking clearly because I felt like I have to get home. I need to get home. I'm close to home. I just need to get home. I didn't even put on music or how I had mm -hmm. my purse in the side with my phone in my purse. So I didn't even get that out. And I just started driving home with like 10 on 10 and two, yeah. just sweating. And then it just started getting worse because I started feeling like I was going to wreck my car. Like I just Ugh. had this feeling like I'm going to, and I was literally five minutes from my house. Right. And I thought I was going to crash or I was going to hit somebody or I was going to get pulled over. Like, it just felt fearful. Like, I shouldn't even be driving. But then I was so scared and and pa like panicking. And when you're having a panic attack, you're not in your right state of mind Ooh. at all. You can't even think logically. So no, you feel like you're dying. I like, should literally, literally, like, yeah. Am I having a heart attack? Am I dying right now? I felt now? like I was dying. And I was like, I need to get home so I don't mm -hmm. die. Like, that was my only process. Ugh. I need to get home. And I didn't even call Josh because I didn't want to reach over to get my phone and then I felt too afraid to even pull over because uh -huh. I, I didn't trust myself to be able to safely pull over. So I was like, I, it was a straight shot down one road. So I just kept driving and I was just driving super slow. I'm sure people were like, what the fuck? And I just had my hands like glued to the wheel and I just was so, so scared. 
I got back and tried to calm down. Like literally in a state of like not crying yet. I started crying like 30 minutes later, but then I got home and I tried to meditate and just like get my breathing under control. Cause at first I thought I was like having a heart attack. And that's the weirdest thing with a panic attack where it comes out of nowhere and you can't pinpoint it. Then you're confused if like, is this a panic attack or is this yeah, like is something bad happening? And I feel like at least for me when, cause usually like for my panic attacks, they it's like triggered by something and it's a lot more like it is physical, but I feel like the random ones are way more physical. Like I've only had Mm -hmm. like two in my life where I was like literally chilling and all of a sudden I was like, my heart was beating, my my vision was tunneling and I was like, I couldn't breathe. I felt like I was going to pass out. I was hearing like in my ears yeah. and I was like, yes. it was like, am I dying? Am I yep. having a panic attack? And then you're like, oh my God, I'm dying. So then you start panicking. Yeah. Or you feel like I'm going to die. Yeah. Like this sense of dr- just dread it and fear. It literally feels like you're dying. Like, yeah. Yeah. like it it's literally feels feeling. like you're going to just yep. fall over and die. And I yeah. know so many people who experience mm-hmm. that feel the same yep. exact way. It's, it's. So I guess that in a sense is like, it's nice to be like, you're not dying. You're having a panic. But in the moment, you're like. You can't think that. You don't yeah. think you're having a panic attack Well, in the it's moment. hard to know too, because most of my panic attacks are tri- triggered by like arguments or yelling or loud, like any ca- like anything that reminds me of past times. <laughs> <laughs> That's normally what triggers my panic attacks or just like, um, like insane levels of stress. Mm-hmm. But when it happens like this and you can't even pinpoint That's a thing, so it's terrible. like you, you feel like you're dying. You're like, what is going mm-hmm. on? So I'm sitting there meditating, trying to get my breathing under control. And then I just start throwing up. And then I started crying. Oh. <laughs> so it's like, I just can't even, I just, I feel like I, I don't even know what to say. It's been no matter what type of attitude I feel like I have lately, I've had such a, I've been trying so hard to have a positive mindset and have a good attitude and do the best I can for myself and my mental health. And it just still feels like life is just punching me, punching me. Like no matter what, there's so many other things going on. I can't even get into all of it. I've just been through so much in the past two, three weeks. It's been, it's been insane. It's been a huge challenging time for me and I just feel drained. You know, I don't blame you. I'm tired. It's fucking tiring to be up in your head all the time. It Anxiety is. is the most dis- exhausting thing. It is. It is so exhausting to be thinking and about saying they're spiraling or what ifing your life away. It's so exhausting. It is. And that brings on and stress and anxiety go hand in hand. And then, yeah, you have bad sleep and then you feel like crap and then you don't want to do anything because it's like then your body starts hurting sometimes and it's yeah. like oh is it is it yeah. my yep. muscles hurting because i'm anxious or is it hurting because of because i have something else exactly yep absolutely yeah. <laughs> yeah it sucks and your body can totally have a you know a reaction to that especially with an autoimmune condition my mom was reminding me of that because she has an autoimmune disease too and she's like you know when you go through times of stress your body starts running off adrenaline you know from your, your adrenal glands start releasing more adrenaline to compromise for the stress and then eventually you get to like a crashing point point. and i think i'm kind of at that crashing point this week um where i just feel like it's really starting to affect me physically i woke up already throwing up this morning like just bad and don't tell me yeah, i'm pregnant i'm not pregnant like, <laughs> I'm not pregnant. I'm, it's impossible for me to be pregnant this cycle. Trust me, I know. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's just manifesting in physical ways. I think it really is. It is. Stress is, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Your body's like, okay, well, we're having a fucking, you're having a mental breakdown up here. We're also yeah. going to have a mental break or a physical breakdown, I guess you could say. Yeah. And it it's sucks. like no matter what you try to do to like 
prevent that, sometimes it's just completely out of your control. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I've shared a little bit on here that I've recently started like my mental health journey in general, just because I've never gotten help before. And it's very, it's something that was definitely like due. It was like way overdue. Um, but with like body pain and anxiety, it's crazy that I never really realized that anxiety will, and it can like cause you physical ailments almost. Yes, it does. And it's like, I've always really thought that I've had like an autoimmune disease or something because there's like my body literally hurts for no reason. Um, Mm -hmm. But ever since I've been, you know, getting a little more help and everything, I've definitely noticed that those symptoms have like dwindled, I guess. No, it's true. It's, the mind and body are. Yeah, it, the mind one. and body are, are totally connected. This mm-hmm. is something I learned from my therapist last year because I was having so many health issues and and we were trying to figure out where did all this start? Where did it come from? Because I've had uh, of- reactivated Epstein-Barr virus for a long time or Epstein-Barr virus. And that's caused by stress, especially childhood stress. Yeah. And you can literally store it in your body. And if you want to know more about that, a great book to start is The Body Keeps Score. Amazing It's book. a great read. It really breaks it down for you because it's so true. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize that, especially like when they think, oh, that was so long ago in my life. I'm over it now. I'm fine now. No, that's you tell it, that shit's there. Your yeah. inner child still needs to be healed Absolutely. and heard. You don't like realize how tense you are, like how tense your body is yeah. until it's relieved almost. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like as soon as like my doctor told me, like, like, she's like, oh, she's like, your shoulders are really, are really, are really hard. And I was like, oh yeah, they're always like that. And there, she's like, no, no, no. Like, that's not that's good. Not, like, that means you're carrying stress exactly. and tension and trauma mm-hmm. all so up there. It is really crazy. Like the way mental health literally affects us in every aspect of our it life. It does. Every aspect. And it really yeah. does. And things that happen forever ago, no matter how much you think mm-hmm. you've been able to ignore it or push it away or forget about it. It manifests in other ways. Mm-hmm. It, it does. Trauma's like, hey, so um, remember me? You're gonna ignore me. <laughs> well, then I'll just come up in a different way where you don't notice it as much. Like, yeah. And you know, astrologers say sometimes your trauma resurfaces during retrograde. Oh, sick. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. So it yeah. definitely. Why has. wouldn't it? Yeah. Of so, yeah. it does. Well, everything else has. Uh-huh. Everything else has gone wrong in yeah, this fucking. <laughs> but it's so interesting too that you brought that up because going back to the chiropractor thing, I I had followed up with him because me and Sydney were researching it, and she was like, "Dude, I think you had something called a toxic release, which is where a bunch of toxins and stress and hormones can build up in your body." And then I texted the chiropractor, and he was like. Yes, that's 100% what it was because I hadn't been in in a while and I've been through so much stress this month. I mean, seriously, I've not shared the half of it with you guys. It's been absolutely insane. And I think that's what happened is he he released all of that. And that's good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and your body came like, out in a oh, whack what way. What do we do with all of this? Yeah. Okay, I guess you're just gonna have to throw up and pass out or feel like yeah. you're gonna... Yep, that's pretty much what I had to do. Ugh. So yeah, it was, it was wild, but... Ugh. I mean, yeah, you're so right. Our mental health is so important. It is so it important. It should be so much more prioritized in this country, in this on this whole planet. Of course, yes. And some countries do an excellent job of prioritizing mental health. Yeah. America, terrible. Not so much. Terrible. And I think not it's getting so better much. finally, but it is just now, I feel like, starting to become acceptable where like people can go to therapy for any reason. And it's not like only the people who are really damaged <laughs> really damaged and really you know got went to have severe ptsd that's very that's um more what's the word i'm looking for only the people that have like more traditional ptsd in the sense of like what's in the textbooks or you right. know going to war and of course that is obviously mm-hmm. triggers of ptsd or anxiety depression whatever it is but people can get that from 
just chemical mm-hmm. imbalances in mm-hmm. your brain yep. where it's like has nothing to do with a horrible event or something. And it's mm-hmm. like literally chemical imbalances in your brain that you have no control over. Act- yeah. Mm-hmm. And what we're just supposed to like, oh, well, or just ignore it or. Well, that's the like traditional understanding of PTSD, right? Is it's connected to war and veterans right, exactly. only, which obviously tons of veterans end up with PTSD. It's like overwhelming yes. numbers. Um, and that that book I mentioned, the body keeps score. The beginning chapter talks about um, veterans in Vietnam and a lot of that, but then connects it back to how that can still you can still have a similar stress response, maybe not extreme as extreme, mm-hmm. um, if you have been through trauma that hasn't been as in, as intense as yeah. others. You know, it's such a spectrum, and oh, yeah. just because I think that's what we we think. Like, well, I haven't been through something horrific i haven't i haven't had a family member murdered or this or that that maybe i don't deserve to to be, get therapy it wasn't that bad for totally. me i was lucky it wasn't worse absolutely and that's literally, just the wrong mindset that was my mindset like before it before i got it that yeah. was literally my mindset i remember and we like, used to talk to you about it the body keeps scores so so important as and for me as somebody who was like diagnosed with ptsd and i literally just got that diagnosis this year like i didn't know that it would manifest itself in the ways that it did with me and i don't want to get into it or anything because it it really did like impact and it still does like impact every literally literally every facet of my Mm -hmm. life yep yeah and it gets to a point and i mean this was never talked about in any in any like school class or any this was never like nobody ever told me that a normal person can get ptsd you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i mean not that that would have changed much anyway but i think it's important to yeah continue to have these conversations because if the more we can take away the stigma of it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to get help even if you haven't in your eyes been through people have it worse well of course someone always has it worse and people always have it better you know everything is so relative Mm -hmm. that it's it's really not fair to yourself to be like oh i don't deserve it or i don't need to do it or Mm -hmm. i'm stronger than that it's what's really amazing to me are people who are strong enough to open that wound back up and clean it out in order for it to heal because it won't it's so hard (laughs) it's so painful and most and a lot of time unfortunately when you're doing self-work and you're doing therapy it gets worse before it gets better because you open up these things that you've been suppressing for years Mm -hmm. and then you're like fuck now i have to face it and actually think about it well great now i feel even worse so it's like i think a lot of people unfortunately like are maybe even like scared of therapy because yeah, mm-hmm. opening up is fucking terrifying. And in, in order for it to really work, you have to, you know, there you can have the greatest therapist on earth, but if you're mm-hmm. not willing to put in the work, then you're not going to get anything out of it. And it's, it's scary to put in the work. And if you are feeling scared to start that process, it's okay to tell your therapist that you're scared yes. and you want to take it slow. Cause that's mm-hmm. what I did. I, I was like, look, I've got, I've got a really busy job. <laughs> I have big recordings. Look, I, I kind of have to, strategically plan the sessions mm-hmm. where we're going to go over traumatic things that I'm going to leave crying and, and it's going to open that wound. Like I need yep. a day or two um, before doing that. And you can, you can find therapists out there who understand that and will take as much time as you need and will work at your pace at a, com- at a pace that's comfortable for you. Cause everybody's pace is completely different. Therapy is such a unique road for literally every mm-hmm. per it's, it's yes. completely different for everybody and i think some and people have the misconception too that they're going to go in there and they're going to have to tell them every single bad thing that has happened to you your entire life and explain it from start to finish and then they'll figure it all out mm-hmm. yeah no it's not it's like not how it works <laughs> mm-hmm. nope. um it's a much slower process and 
if you find the right therapist, and that's another big thing is don't settle for a therapist you don't think. Don't feel guilty if you don't match with them. That's okay. Trust me, like client therapist relationship is 70% of what matters. That's what matters is building that rapport because it's weird to walk into someone who's like, okay, so I don't even know who you are. So I I was born this day and something (laughs) terrible happened on this day and something terrible happened on this day. And it's like, so overwhelming to think like let me just go into this random person assume that they're gonna somehow be able to understand what the hell am i going through because i feel like a lot of it is like how will they ever understand they don't even know who i am right and you're like where do i even start my life is such a long fucking story right i feel like everyone feels that way yep totally but good therapists are very used to hearing like i'm scared Mm -hmm. to be here because it's fucking scary. scary And starting somewhere is the best thing that you can do. Even if it's a small start and you go to therapy one time and then you feel like, okay, I need a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. That's okay too. You can always take breaks and like Mm -hmm. make this on your own time, but it is so important. And I'm glad Corelli you've, you've taken that step for yourself this year because I've just seen so much change in you, just your confidence Mm -hmm. and your ability to handle things. Therapy does a lot. Yep. It really does a lot. I mean, we've talked about this before, but I had to go back. I've been to therapy since I was diagnosed with ADHD at like five. So I've yeah. been in and out of therapy my whole life, but I had to go back recently. Janelle had to be like, you need to go back because I can tell that you need it. Mm-hmm. And I needed someone to tell me that. And it was the best thing I ever did, you know? Yeah. yeah um, honestly, same. like, this is the best thing I've ever done for myself. And it's so yeah. like when I first started, like I always felt very selfish talking about it and like kind of I guess going in general yeah like a lot of the time I'm going in there and it's like oh like maybe it's not as bad as I say but then once your therapist gives you that validation and tells you yeah yeah once they tell you or once you hear that from somebody else that like whatever you went through was really hard look at it from a different perspective don't look at it like through me look Mm -hmm. at it through like somebody else who's like looking at my life does that make sense Mm -hmm. yes it does oh yeah absolutely being able to have a third party person who does it is unbiased to the situation and can just give you true advice or just have you look at things in a different way or sometimes like my favorite is when my therapist would be like i'm curious as to blah 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 or like i wonder if such and such connects with this and i'm like mm-hmm. never thought of it like that holy shit and like yes. it's crazy yep. how yep. like the lines start yes. connecting does. as like as they're like saying things and it's yes. i don't know it's something that i think no matter like what you're going through whether it be big or small like it doesn't matter i think mm-hmm. that's something that everybody should experience um mm-hmm. Just to get things off your chest. Like you, yeah. you need to say, you need to like get those thoughts out and then close that book. Sometimes. And this is you know why I mean? we need access to affordable health care for everyone. Yes. Especially mental health. Everyone so, can benefit from it. So underfunded. It's so, yeah, and, it, it's and I also want to, you know, make clear that I'm not saying getting to therapy is easy. No, a lot no. of people, yeah. finding a therapist is hard. Finding a way yeah. to pay for it is Sometimes fucking hard. Sometimes your insurance doesn't Finding do a way to shit, get to therapy get is hard. Therapies yes. your, yeah, like, it's, it's, it's a challenge. Hard. And it sucks. It's like, it shouldn't mm-hmm. be. It's really not fair. Obviously our healthcare system is terrible for many reasons. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other issue. But like, why is it that we you know, traditionally go to the doctor to get a checkup and, you know, try to do preventative things and they check on your this and that and make mm-hmm. sure your hearing's good and make sure your eye or whatever it is, you know, but we don't do that for our brain. Yeah. We, we usually wait until Shit's it's bad wrong. enough. It's mm-hmm. so bad that we're like, okay, can't handle this by ourselves. Might need to get some help or some third part, you know, some professional help here. I was like, why do we do that? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? It's not easily accessible for most people or it has a a stigma around around it. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's sad that there is, in my opinion, the most important Mm -hmm. thing in our body is our mind. It's literally our brain. (laughs) So many people just don't have 
the access to it. No, Even they a don't. few years ago, I was with Kaiser Permanente. And I don't know how many of you are out there of Kaiser. I think it's just limited to the like, California, like in yeah. the West. It's a couple yeah, states, yeah. But it's kind of like a factory type situation where it's very like in, out, get mm-hmm. like get the routine, just in, like out, check the boxes. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> well, back when I was with them, I decided to go to therapy again for my eating disorder. And I had the worst worst experience ever with this girl. She seemed so judgmental, like looking like she wasn't even understanding what I was saying. And I spent two sessions completely opening up to this person who I felt like was judging me the whole time. And it was super traumatic. And then she quit the next time. So I didn't even get to like continue that therapy. And it was just like, oh, I opened up this huge wound for no reason. This girl was judging me and then just left. Oh, now you have this open wound. You're like, oh my God, can someone stitch me back? What am I I doing here? She left Kaiser because it was bad. And I mean, I don't know how everyone else's experience with been with Kaiser. I know my dad really likes well, it, but it's really unfortunate that so many that was my only professionals choice. are like the burnout rate is fucking insane. Yeah. You don't get taken care of financially when you're doing really hard work. It's 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 you know, secondary trauma is so real for a lot of healthcare workers and teachers and yes. It's just so true. It's really sad that there's such a stigma still, but yet it seems like mental health impacts literally every person on this this earth Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. why are we not taking it more seriously and i think nowadays you know that's starting to slowly come around and i think that more so than ever are we validating the need for mental health care and normalizing going to therapy and taking away the stigma of anxiety and depression you know it's more uh appreciated to like when you talk about it you know you're more validated versus i feel like a while ago you can really open up about that stuff or people yeah. don't understand it yeah. or, you know, so I think it's getting better, but it is. I, do I think agree. there's a long way to go, yes. especially for people who do not have the means to go to therapy, to pay for therapy, to, I mean, people who need medications, that's a whole different fucking oh, it's, thing. Yeah, it's like yeah. your therapist most of the time is not prescribing you medication. So you got to go to two different people and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They don't make it easy. That's for sure. And for how much is going on in this earth, I mean, my God, these like, I feel bad for the generations that are growing up with I know things that are popping off left, right, and center in our country, I in know. our world. Well, we were just talking about it before we started recording. How like great it would be to be able to get our future children in therapy young, mm-hmm. even if there's no like issue right. or anything. Right. Just right. just to get them used to talking about things. Cause yeah, shit's wild. I can't imagine anyone's not being mentally affected by the state of the world right now. And the, the toxicity, the, mm-hmm. it, it feels like we're on the verge of a civil war sometimes. I and know. it's just like, it's a lot. It's a, it is, it is a, lot. a lot. Sometimes it's hard to get your brain to just quiet about your fears for the future. That's a, that's a big part of where my anxiety comes in is stressing about the future and oh, like yeah. what's going to happen and making up situations that haven't even happened yet. Yep. Isn't that the best? Yeah. Sometimes I don't have to give my reality, myself a reality check and be like, okay, wait, stop. Yeah. I None of know. those things have happened or are mm-hmm. looking like they're going to happen. What you have to not freak out about that right now because it hasn't even happened. This is when I went bring like, out my Whoopi Goldberg in my head. Good. She comes out and she tells me that. She's like, Kendall. She's like, she's like, yeah. Like I can just imagine what she would say. That's wonderful. Damn. Life need- is too short to stress or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you guys see that um ariana grande donated five million to like better help or something yeah. which is amazing which is so again like amazing yeah you know kind of destigmatizing it yes. i hope Absolutely. i did see it was i was a little confused about that it was in partnership with better help well they have like five million dollars of like free mental health so that was donated to better help yeah. through ariana so wow, i believe i cool. think so i don't know how you could sign up for it. i'm sure they have like a like a payment Maybe. Maybe they like collaborated on maybe the I don't or something. know. But that's yeah. that's yeah, really cool. She donated. She does things like yeah. that all yeah. the time. She's such a kind person. And that's really cool to see, really like big names out in the world. I think that's one thing that's really been amazing in the last several yes. years. Is is huge celebrities have come out and been like, I go to therapy. I've been fucked up. You think my life is so mm-hmm. glamorous? You know, I'm a celebrity. I'm rich and famous. And it's like mental health doesn't discriminate against a single yes. fucking person. Every single person, no matter rich, poor, famous. No, mm-hmm. not whatever it is is can probably gonna have something in their life about this yes one person yeah. who comes to mind is demi lovato they always like mm-hmm. they're so open about their mental health yeah, in general health yeah yeah yep. they really are and there's there's just been endless amounts of people and then speaking celebrities aside just the amount of people who have gotten on social media gotten on youtube or tiktok and mm-hmm. shared their stories mm-hmm. and get it and hearing something like that especially with the way the tiktok algorithm works mm. it's so weird sometimes what i'm going through mentally i'll get served content of people going through the oh, same thing literally same and then i feel less alone though yeah. it makes me feel better i'm like okay yeah okay yeah like, just i think talking about it more since mm-hmm. we so many pretty much all of us face these right. issues why are we so embarrassed to discuss it i know it's sad that like if you I don't know, got into a horrible accident and were really physically injured or something like I think most people would would be more comfortable talking about that because it's like there's a physical you broke your arm. Let's say it's like, oh, my arm broke. It hurts so bad. But then like when you go through something mentally, it's like harder to open up about because if fear of people won't understand or or they're going to judge you or they're going to think you're fucking weird for having those thoughts. That's what I thought about today. I've literally I was so nervous to come on here and discuss some of these things like some of these deep issues that have been going on in my family because there's so much shame around it and guilt mm-hmm. and i'm i don't want to be judged or like to to have my family judged right. um but yeah i just i it feels good too at the same time to just be able to say some of this it does you know yeah absolutely and i i do feel like the sesh is a safe place oh, i love so our audience I. oh i i no. I couldn't agree more, truly. Yeah. Like, I feel such, it, like, we've created a really safe environment. And by we, I mean, like, the viewers, really. Because, yeah. I mean, you guys are the ones watching and commenting. We're just, like, out here talking our to comments. cameras. Our I comments, know. I love our comments. The comments are amazing. And they it are. feels so good. When I see you guys, like, uplifting each other, someone will comment something and people will comment mm-hmm. back. And I'm like, God, this is an amazing community. This is, like, the coolest thing ever. That, and I feel so, oh, no, I'm going to cry. I feel so <laughs> blessed that we have the opportunity to reach thousands of people and be able to talk about this and in an honest way and be authentic. And it's so well received. (laughs) I didn't cry during that, but I might. (laughs) I know it's, it's really been amazing. This group of people, like the internet can be such a toxic place, but it's such a positive environment here. Mm -hmm. And I just, I truly do feel safe. Like I could never get on my channel and talk like this or. Yeah. I don't know. It's something about you guys. It's like, I've said it before, but your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you guys are that, that tribe that is our vibe. You know what I'm saying? No, it's so true. Like, this is exactly the type of people I wanted to watch this show. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I feel like 
whatever we say, like you guys can relate to. And yeah. that's what's so cool about it. It's kind of amazing. We can go from reading Reddit things or tasting chips or telling <laughs> funny stories to having serious episodes like this. Mm-hmm. And that you guys are so like flexible and, yeah. and down for whatever it is we're doing on yep. this show. Most of you. So <laughs> yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank no, you for real. For listening. It's awesome. It means a lot. And thank you in advance for all the kind comments. I know you guys are going to send because yeah. you're amazing. And and we just appreciate it so you're much. Gonna, you're gonna get through this, you know. Yeah, of course. You I'm gonna get through this. Be stronger on the other side. Yes. My favorite after thing, retrograde ends. Yes, this bitch <laughs> needs to end. One of my favorite things to tell myself is like, okay, you didn't come this far just to come this far. So let's so fucking true. keep rolling, bitch. Because you got shit to do. That's yep. true. Yeah, I've got and, big plans for next year. Yeah. I gotta keep it up. That's fucking right. And so. everything always happens for a reason. No it matter, does. And no matter like how fucked up it seems in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's really true. Most things in my life were like I can think of where it's like I thought it was the worst thing ever. It was like terrible. Usually something better happens or there's a yes. reason why that happened or I'm thankful that that happened. It's and so true. You know, the hard the hardest things that I've ever gone through in life. I'm like, would I change it? No, mm-hmm. no, because I've made so much personal growth through that. I've been able to be a better person, a better friend, a better sister, a better daughter. You know what I mean? Like and yep. hopefully a better mom one day. Yes. That's that's part of personal growth. That's a human experience to experience, <laughs> to experience, <laughs> to, but to go through things that are going to force you to grow, force you to change. And some people change for the worst or don't grow at all. And it's all about taking these experiences and trying to grow and go forward in a more positive way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's all, all really you can do because we all face these challenges. You know, life isn't easy and it's not meant to be easy. I think no. our souls go through things for a reason so that we can develop more absolutely yeah i mean how boring would it be think about it really if everything was just like the same all the time no one had emotions was, nobody changed nobody oh, yeah. changed i hate when people are like you've changed i'm like i would hope i've changed i know people I say that to me too 10 so. years yeah probably i would hope I i've changed bitch thank you that's a compliment to me yes i've changed and i will continue to change i know i've changed a ton since yes. i first got on and youtube as, sometimes i look at my old self thing. and i'm like wow i was way different and like, as we should, we're, yeah. we're evolving humans through this mm-hmm. life. We'll probably be completely different people in 10 years. Totally. You know? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. 100%. <sighs> so, so anyways, guys, we appreciate you hanging out with us if you've made it to the end. And hopefully some of you, you know, maybe feel better after listening to this or less alone. Yeah. It can feel really lonely out there when you're having crappy thoughts. And yeah, I always really appreciate it when other people are willing to open up, you know, people that I watch on the internet, podcasters, when they're able to be real. Because yeah. I, I feel like that's the that's the sh- type of show I want to watch that we can be funny and stupid yeah. and light things on fire. <laughs> but then we can also <laughs> like have a real conversation yeah. because we're real fucking people. Yeah. And that's that's that. And that's that is that. That no, is. I agree. <laughs> yep. All right. So anyways, guys, um, we really appreciate you hanging I'm out with us. I made it through this episode without crying. Like my eyes are out of tears. I've been trying. I've been like, can I just can like I feel it tear? and get this out right yeah. now? I'm having a therapy sesh. Yeah. But no, I just, I've cried so much over the last two weeks that I have no tears left to cry. No tears left to cry. So wow. giving it up, bringing it. Right. And on what that is what note, is it? Okay. Picking it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we better done. wrap it up All there right. before it gets too wild. You guys rock. We promise next week we'll be back with something fun, something interesting, something that's not yeah. so heavy. Yeah, but uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us yes, during this do. heavy episode. Yeah, we do. Thank you for always being there to listen. Oh, and the dogs are crying. All right, that's our cue. Bernie? Bernie's Very crying. Right. He's like, I've got plenty of tears you got left plenty to cry. Of okay, we'll get your ass up here. We'll cry <laughs> after this is over. All right, guys, we'll see you on the next session. But until then, keep, keep it, it fresh. fresh.